When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We work hard as physicians to take care of the health and well-being of our patients. But when it comes to our money, do we have the same condition of care? Probably, probably not. Let's change that together. Welcome to the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast, where we'll fight and advocate for your financial literacy. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. Thanks for being here. Let's jump into the show. Hey guys, I'm excited about today's podcast episode with our very special guest. But before we begin, let's hear from one of our sponsors, Advice Media. So make no mistake, digital marketing is a science. Advice Media has created a proven roadmap that gets you from where your practice is now to where you want it to be. They call this their pyramid of success. Thousands of clients have proven that their six-stage approach is the optimal way for attracting new patients and retaining current ones. We get it. You're busy and don't have the time to be a digital marketing expert. You have lives to change. Give them just 30 minutes to consult with you. They would bet you are doing some things really, really well, and there might be areas where you can improve. That's where they come in. Just for spending the time, they will give you a $60 Amazon gift card. You have nothing to lose. So book your consult today. Go to drpodcastnetwork.com forward slash advice media. That's drpodcastnetwork.com forward slash advice media. So um, welcome everybody to this week's podcast episode. And today we're going to really be focusing on uh, time freedom, financial freedom, and location freedom. So we have a special guest, Dr. Chelsea Sturgeon, uh, recently wrote her book called Residency Dropout. And um, we'll talk about the advantages of digital nomadism and really let her expound upon what it is to be a digital nomad and to really have time and also location freedom. So without ado, um, we'll welcome Chelsea to the show. Welcome. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on here. I'm excited to talk about all of those freedoms because freedom has really become one of the driving values of my life. So I'm excited to, to share about that and talk about being a digital nomad. Well, good. But just to let the viewers know, uh, Chelsea's in a cafe right now. So it, I think it'll add more um, spice and more yeah. um, more uh, intrigue to the show because, you know, this is really yeah. the idea of freedom and location. And <laughs> just to let you know, yeah. We, may, um, yeah, we may experience some uh, background noise, but, you know, that's that's perfectly okay. So, Absolutely. Uh, no, it really is part of the full digital nomad experience of like, okay, my Wi-Fi is not working at this Airbnb. Where do I go? What cafe do I know has solid Wi-Fi? And so that's that's part of it. It's something to always pay attention to. I, I look at the reviews when I'm booking Airbnbs about what the Wi-Fi is, but yeah, yeah kind of just got to go with the flow. It's part yeah, of it. exactly. So, um, so tell us 
tell us uh, where you are in the world today and tell us a little bit about your background, your story, and really just, um, really just, I think this is such an interesting thing. You know, I'm, I'm planning a two-year um, remote work experience. So just uh, yeah, tell us like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm excited to, yeah, I'll tell my story in like as brief of the, as a way as I can, and then feel free to like zone in on any areas you want to talk about more. Yeah. Um, so yeah, right now I'm currently in Antigua, Guatemala, and I've been in Guatemala for about four weeks now, and I'm headed to El Salvador next week. Um, so I'm doing a little bit of just kind of backpacking around and through Central America, because, partly because it's, it's open, you know, with COVID restrictions and all of that. But, but that's kind of where the world has brought me today. It's also lovely that it's in a similar time zone to the states where a lot of my clients are. So that's kind of where I am now. Happy to talk more about any of the travel stuff. But um, two, a little over two years ago, I was in a totally different place. So February of 2019, I was working in the hospital as an OBGYN. And so it's, it's honestly crazy to think about how in just that short period of time, my life looks so different. So I went through... I went straight from undergrad to medical school to residency without ever taking any time off. I was literally, I had my MD by the time I was 25 years old. So I was like so young in the world. Um, I, looking back, I can see that I went to medical school and went down that path for all the wrong reasons. And wrong meaning they weren't reasons that were serving me personally. Oh. Um, I just kind of followed that traditional path that I think a lot of us get on that is like the path of like success achievement. And you think that if you, you know, get into this certain career or achieve this certain level of like success, promotions, financial, you know, salary, all those things, that if you hit these, these marks, then you'll feel happy. Like that, that is the formula for happiness. Um, and that's just kind of the way, the way the world works. And I think a lot of us when we're younger too, we're given like very limited options. It's like, you can be a doctor, you can be a lawyer, you can be an engineer. We kind of are given this small bucket of options that are successful career, like that are kind of stable, successful career opportunities. And you kind of just pick one that seems the most suited to you. I thought I liked science. So I just picked, picked medicine because that seemed great. And I just went through the whole thing. And there was a lot of moments in it where I didn't feel happy. I didn't feel fulfilled, but I was able to really essentially delude myself by playing that delayed gratification game of like I'll be happy when <laughs> and I think it's pretty common in medical training I'm sure you're you're familiar with that game yeah and I think it's common everywhere and I would do it in small ways like I'll be so happy once this test is over um, once this board exam is over but then I would do it in bigger ways like okay everything will be fine once I graduate med school and get into residency I don't know why I thought that that was not even a good lie to tell myself um, but and then you just keep doing it and at some point I started to realize that all of those times I told myself it would be better all of those times when I said I'll be happier when it just wasn't true and that like that just wasn't accurate and so I finally hit a point um, where I got everything I thought I wanted I achieved literally everything I thought I kind of wanted. I like got into a top five residency in the country and during resident, like the interviews I interviewed at like Harvard, Yale, every, like I thought I, it was literally everything. I got my top choice residency program. Um, I was, you know, in the hospital being a doctor, all of those things. And it just felt so empty and it didn't, it didn't feel like I, how I thought it would feel. 
And so I think there's a huge difference between how your life looks on paper and like looks objectively to everyone and how it feels on the inside. Um, and I think we're taught more to pay attention to how it looks on the outside than, than even ask yourself or think about how it really feels. And so for me, it just felt off. It felt like, and I couldn't quite understand it because I was bringing life into the world. You know, I'm like working in the labor and delivery unit and I'm experiencing some of the happiest moments of people's lives. And that should be, should be, right? It should, um, that should be really meaningful and fulfilling. And it just wasn't, it really wasn't. And I think part of that was burnout for sure. But also part of it was that I was in the wrong path. Like I was on the wrong path. I wasn't doing, I wasn't listening to myself. I wasn't doing what was right for me. Um, so eventually I came to terms with that. It did take a while. It took me going into a pretty low burnout and kind of like a rock bottom type of a thing where I don't think I would have admitted that this wasn't the right path if it hadn't gotten so bad from like a burnout standpoint. I think that was a really big trigger for me um, where, you know, where you feel like you can't even get out of bed in the morning. You feel like you're really just dragging yourself through the day and you're like a shell of a person. That's kind of the point that I was at. And I would literally sneak off um, during rotations to just take naps because I could not, I just couldn't do it. And so because I hit that point, I was able to finally admit to myself that this is not the right path for me. Um, went through a whole soul searching thing. I took five weeks um, totally off of residency, which was wonderful. I went to Utah and did some camper van exploring of the national parks really just took some time to connect to what I really wanted um, and through that I realized I didn't I didn't want to continue being a doctor and I wanted to travel I wanted to start my own online business I had no idea what it would look like but that's kind of yeah I knew that I had to do something different so turned in my resignation and just started off on this crazy journey right um what's interesting is that your journey um speaks there's so many um learning points and so many uh different uh ways you know people are intriguing and interesting and uh for the audience um i'm gonna pull up the dr sturgeon's um book right now so you can you can find it on amazon here so um let's see here but uh so this is uh it's on my kindle right as well but uh it's so cool seeing uh, it on people's kindle yeah but uh, you can check it out. It's uh, I think it was free for the first uh, forty eight hours, and mm-hmm. now it's like yeah, now uh, it's two ninety nine. Yeah, so that's I mean that's really pretty, insignificant. Pretty affordable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, so to the viewers, you know, check it out. I'll be putting the links below. But um, I think uh, you know, really, you your story says so many things because, um, you know, I remember when I was uh, my senior year of medical school, I'd done all mm-hmm. these rotations. And I, I just, you know, it's just, it felt like just going through the steps and I really, you know, I didn't know how to create anything. And then, uh, and then it was just like the match day. And I knew, I knew my day, I, in my gut, I, I was just like wrong, wrong choice. I knew wherever I would go was just like, I knew it was the wrong decision, but, you know, I still went through it because of that fear, you know, and uh, it's just, you like, you just, and, um, and your body has a way of letting you know that you're in the wrong place because, uh, you know, I developed really severe anxiety, panic attacks, you know, palpitations, you know, but, you know, once you um, come to a better place, your body heals itself. So, um, you know, and it's really common today because now we are in the digital information age. And so 
you know, before it was school job, school job, right? But now there's so many different ways of creating opportunities. So um, tell us, tell us some of the ways that you were able to, you know, obviously you took a huge leap of faith and um, mm -hmm. created a lot of um, uh, resourcefulness and resiliency in yourself. So what did you do after that? And what did you learn along the way? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, before I get into that, I just want to like highlight what you said too, about how your body has a way of telling you when something is off. And I think that's, it's just so valid. And I experienced that too. Like I started having panic attacks in med school. Um, and, you know, instead of asking myself, what's going on? Like, what does this mean? What is my body trying to tell me? I was like, oh, let's medicate this. <laughs> and I think that can be a really common way of thinking about it. But you know, what your body is telling you is valid. And so just taking that time to stop and, and try to listen. Um, yeah, so I just love that, that you said that. And I think it's so true. And then when you're finally kind of on your right path, then it does start to recalibrate to heal itself. I don't really have as much anxiety anymore. Um, so yeah, it's just something to listen to and pay attention to that I think a lot of us just gloss over. Yeah, awesome. And then, yeah. uh, so you, you did a lot of traveling, looks like you spent some time. Tell us, tell us about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally get into all of that. So, so I think what, what I'd like to tell people, first of all, is that I didn't really have a plan, right? I turned in my resignation for, and, but not everyone, you guys don't have to do what I did in any way. I, I did definitely do a very extreme version, um, but I didn't know what I was going to do when I told my program director I'm resigning. I worked for three months in the hospital afterwards to like, you know, save some money and, and have time to figure out a plan. But when I made the decision to quit, it was just fully based on faith. And, and the biggest thing is I learned to trust in myself. I decided to just really bet on myself. And I think as physicians, it's, it's so important to do that. And we, I don't think people who are in medicine or practicing physicians, I don't think they give themselves enough credit that like you got into med school, you became a doctor, like you can do anything. <laughs> so I think you hit a point where you like start selling yourself short and you're like, oh, I don't know if I could do that. Why would you say that? Why would you think you can't do something when you've done probably one of the hardest career paths possible? Like you could absolutely do anything else. So anyways, sorry, I kind of got off on a little tangent about that, but I really want people to know that you can just believe in yourself and know how resourceful you are and give yourself credit for everything you've done. So I was kind of in that place where I was like, you know what? I got into med school. I can figure this out. <laughs> I got through med school, all of that. So I just kind of took that, had that trust in myself, which was a huge part of why I was able to do this. I decided I was, I needed a way to make money like pretty, pretty soon. And I did want like a steady source of income initially at least. So, but I also wanted to travel. So I kind of had these two competing things of like, really want to travel, really need to make money. <laughs> and so what I ended up doing to combine those is I just got a job teaching English uh -huh. in South Korea. Um, and that sounds kind of random and strange. And it was random and strange, but it just kind of seemed to fit all the boxes, right? Like they, they pay for my housing, all of that was included. It was, it would give me time to figure out how in the world to start an online business because I had no idea how to do that and so I made that transition I literally one week I was in the states working in the hospital the next week I was in South Korea <laughs> it was like kind of one week of spare time so I went off to South Korea um, started teaching English and you know for someone who was working in residency that was like a part-time job basically. I was working less than 40 hours a week. And to me, I was used to working like 
you know, 60 to 80 hours a week. And so I use that all that spare time um, to, to figure out what I was doing. I started a side hustle. I started listening to every single podcast I possibly could taking online courses about how to like set up an email list, how to set up a funnel, how to, you know, grow your Instagram. I just like was just in a sponge mode, learning everything I possibly could. I signed up for a coach training program. I learned how to like position myself online, all of those things. So I just like spent that whole year in South Korea. So that was like most of 2019. Um, I spent that whole year just learning everything I could, starting to grow my online business. And and then was able to, after that first year, I started transition to teaching English online as a way to kind of supplement my income. But then in June of this past year, I was able to take my coaching business totally full-time. So I've been supporting myself fully through my coaching business um, for almost a year now, which is really exciting, but it definitely took a whole side hustle phase um, to, to get me to this point. Yeah, that's awesome. And then, um, so I like the idea that where you were just, um, you incorporated different values and different um, things that you were interested in and you created a lifestyle, you designed your own lifestyle. And then, uh, so that, you know, because, yeah. you know, because we have to, you know, we still have to pay our bills and live and eat and stuff. So, but uh, I liked how you use that and then you use that extra time to invest in yourself. So, um can you recommend to the audience any resources, um, online courses or coaches or books? Um, and, uh, you know, I know you started your own coaching practice as well. So, um, you know, anything that would help the audience? Yeah. And I think it depends on what you're looking for. You know, is it because I think there's kind of two pieces, right, of like doing the digital nomad lifestyle and of kind of doing that lifestyle design and creating that. Um, there's the mindset piece, which is a huge part, right? But it's like just kind of believing that it's possible, believing it's possible for you, um, letting go of all of the limitation. Like there's all that stuff, which is all really important. But then there's also like, you do need some strategy and you need to, to know how, but none of the strategy matters if you don't really believe that it's possible. Um, I think like Tim Ferriss has a book, I'm sure you've read that, The 4-Hour Workweek, which is like for most of the guy digital nomads, that's like their Bible, they're obsessed with it. And I think that's a really great introduction into just all of these concepts of how like, you don't have to just work for work's sake and work to just keep busy and the way you can like actually be really strategic and like do that lifestyle design. So I think that's a great intro. Um, another a podcast to me that was really tangible and practical and strategic and helpful was um, Amy Porterfield's online marketing made easy. She has so many different, like I learned email marketing from her SEO strategy, all of that kind of online stuff. That was really helpful resource as well. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, so, and so now you're in uh, Guatemala and you're, um, you're coaching clients. Um, do, do you recommend, do you, uh, um, do you recommend any, uh, uh coaching certifications because i know um you know the physician coaching uh niche is actually growing exponentially and you know some physicians get extra and you know some people have a knack for it um, do you feel any resources that helped you become a career coach yeah so one like my own experience has really helped me and just like as a coach like following all of your interests and excitement that has been helpful because I didn't know I was going to be a career coach initially I was just kind of a general life coach and started working with that but I was really consuming a lot of books um, oh. about like purpose and meaning all of the content that I was kind of all the extra stuff I, I did that really has helped shape 
a lot of my program. Um, but then as far as like actual coaching skills, one of um, the certifications I did, which I loved was from Transform Destiny. Um, and it's an NLP certification, but he also does like life and success coaching. And that's really awesome. It's not super expensive. And he has like a whole online component. I know a lot of physicians also do the life coach school with Brooke Castillo, which is a much more significant investment. I think it's like $18,000, which I was not ready to make that kind of investment at the time. But I know a lot of physicians go that route and I do really love her work. And I think that's, that's great as well. So I think just like following your curiosity and learning in that kind of natural way, I think as physicians, maybe we're more used to like taking like school and like learning um, in a really traditional way, but it's really important to like learn from your experiences and learn from all the like books you read and podcasts you listen to to create a holistic experience. But then, yeah, choosing a program that really resonates with you um, and kind of what you want to learn and how you want to serve. That's awesome. Yeah, that's good. Um, and uh, so you put in a lot of uh, gems. And one thing I think the audience would be interested is, is how do you actually live as a digital nomad, like in terms of like, like starting and, you know, where to selecting where to live and, you know, all of these, you know, especially with the require travel requirements and restrictions now. Um, tell us a little bit more about that. That's yeah. that'd be fascinating. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to talk all about that because it is so fun. Um, so I actually started being a digital nomad a little over a year ago, like last February, I moved to Da Nang, Vietnam, and that was kind of the first city where I didn't actually have a job there. I was just there and I was able to work online. Um, and so I really only experienced digital nomadism for like a month before COVID hit. So really all of my experiences like COVID related. Um, and so because of that, it's, I'm sure it's different now than what it maybe used to be, but definitely has been a lot slower of travel experience. You know, I've stayed in places for more like two to three months instead of, I was thinking I would do like a month in each place. Um, so that has been really interesting. How do, let's see, how do I choose where to go? It's, it's really interesting. So it's very much just word of mouth is kind of how I choose where to uh -huh. go. So whenever I'm in one place, people will start talking and like mentioning other places like, oh, have you been here? Have you been there? And usually by someone's description of what the place is, I can decide if I want to go there or not. Uh -huh. um, and so I'll just kind of, you know, if, if a place keeps like speaking to me through other people or through other avenues, then I just start to like listen to that, get curious about it and start looking up Airbnbs. If I find a place I like, I'll go and I'm like, all right, this is, this is how it goes. Um, but sometimes I'm so last minute, right? Like this Monday, when we were talking and trying to plan this, I had no idea where I was going to be <laughs> on Wednesday of the week. I was like, I might be in El Salvador, but I might not. And so all of that, it's, that has been really interesting. Um, yeah, as far as kind of choosing. And I really try to listen to my intuition. So I try not to make decisions super far in advance and super like egoic based of like, this is where I want to go. I try to go with what feels right, if that makes sense. So yeah. it's a little bit more of a like kind of a spiritual approach, but I always just have such a better experience when I do that, when I just wait until some place is like jumping out at me and then I'm like, okay, I have to go there. Um, but, and as far as with COVID, I think there's a lot of, I use Facebook groups. That's a big way that I, uh, okay I get my information. So you use Facebook groups to figure out like, you know, what kind of test do you need to get into a certain country, right? So in Central America, you have to get either like a PCR or an antigen test before going anywhere. Um, you know, just like wearing a mask where you go and there's like social distancing and restrictions in place. And so that's all valid. Um, but I don't really look at like number of cases 
in each uh-huh. place. That hasn't really been something I've been doing, just like have been following the rules and the restrictions of each place and trying to minimize, like minimizing moving around too much. That's awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, I think there's all, um, all the resources that uh, Chelsea mentioned, I'll put in the, um, in the uh, comments and the links. So stay tuned for that. And um, so one last, uh, what's, what's next for 2021? I know you mentioned El Salvador and, you know, uh, yeah. any, and, and after that, any parting words or any advice <laughs> for, for the listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So what's next is, yeah, El Salvador, just kind of making my way down Central America. And maybe one of these days I'll really dedicate myself to learning better Spanish right now. It's just caveman. Oh, sorry. Blender. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can. Okay. Um, <laughs> and yes. And then also for like business wise, what's next for me is starting, I'm starting a podcast this quarter. That's kind of my project for this quarter. So awesome. really excited about that. It's going to be called life after medicine okay. and all about like what it is like to live after medicine, <laughs> you know, when you're not practicing <laughs> clinically anymore, what is that? And I want to have, you know, guests on there who've done similar things. So be looking for your invitation for that. <laughs> when it comes out. Um, but I think, I think there's a lot of just curiosity around like, wait, what, what do you do after being a doctor? And <laughs> like, what does that even look like? So I want to share more about what that's like on a day-to-day basis. Um, and then yeah, parting words for people. I think one of, yeah, one of the things I really want anyone to get out of reading the book, hearing my story, anything, is that I'm not special in any way. Like, Uh I did my version of this, and you can do it too, right? Like, anyone can make choices to create a life that they want. Uh And I think choices and consequences is something that is, has been a kind of a core of my message is that we all have a million and one choices. Each of those choices has consequences, right? So maybe you don't want to make the choice because of the consequence, but always coming back to I'm choosing not to do that or I'm choosing to do that is a much more like personally empowering approach than like, oh, I can't, I'm stuck, I'm trapped, all of that. It's like, I'm choosing not to leave because I want to do, you know, I want to have this level of security. I'm choosing not to do this. So just kind of coming from that way, and that line of thinking, I think, is really helpful. So, yeah, choices and consequences. You can do anything you want. There, there's just consequences. So choose, you know, choose based on that. Awesome. Well, uh, I, I love all those. And um, we'll put all the uh, Chelsea's um, links and all contact information in the uh, show notes. And uh, stay tuned for some great content and uh, podcasts. So I think a lot of it will resonate with a lot of physicians and, you know, a lot of people and trapped or stuck or you know Mm -hmm. contemplating changing so i think Mm -hmm. what's really interesting is that you know you're you're actually living the life and the lifestyle so um you know i think that's uh, very admirable and a lot of people you know can glean a lot of information and uh, wisdom from you so thanks for that yeah and i'm excited to hear about your remote your, your remote working experience that'll be really interesting yeah so um so thanks everybody and uh, stay tuned for next one last thing before we go remember advice media don't forget to schedule a consult with them to receive a 60 dollars gift card and strategic insight on what your current digital marketing is doing or not doing for you contact advice media at 303-300-3000 303-300-3000 
drpodcastnetwork.com forward slash advice media. Again, that's drpodcastnetwork.com forward slash advice media. Many thanks again for being here. If you're new, you can find me online at facebook.com forward slash Dr. Chris Liu, MD, PhD, where I have links to other episodes or links to online resources that will support you on your financial literacy journey. I'll see you there and on next week's show. While I bring you thoroughly vetted information on this show regarding a variety of financial topics, I cannot promise you a one-size-fits-all solution. This is why I caution you to continue to learn, educate yourself, and seek professional advice unique to your situation. If you want to talk to me, I'd welcome it. Please reach out via email at ChristopherLewMDPhD at gmail.com. That's ChristopherLewMDPhD at gmail.com. I read and personally respond to all of my emails. Talk soon.